All right, it's Friday, the, what is it? The 14th, January 14th. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's crazy. We are halfway through January already. <laughs> All right, well, time's flying. Um, I have a lot I want to talk about today. And one of my goals for the new year was to make this podcast slightly less me blabbing about random things and more useful for everybody who may tune in. <clears throat> I think I started out that... No, I didn't. I always just kind of can't... <laughs> Every once in a while, I'd have um, a list of things to talk about. Sorry, my dog was being annoying for a second. Uh, I'd have a list of things to talk about, and it would be very structured and super useful. And then, But most of the time, I would just come on with a bunch of stuff in my head because I just wanted to get the podcast recorded and uh, I'm, I'm really trying not to do that as much because I can get off track and then I can end up feeling like I said nothing the whole time. But today, honestly, I have a lot to talk about. There's a lot that's been going on and um, a lot of eye-opening things uh, health-wise. So for instance, I'll just jump right in. I've got a very close friend who um, got a bad diagnosis uh, some stage four cancer in a few different locations. And um, this has really been eye-opening for a lot of us, the group of friends. Um, she's an amazing person with uh, an amazing attitude, and that goes a long, long way. So <clears throat> you almost don't even worry about her because... Um, <laughs> because she she's just she's a strong girl and she's got the right attitude and she's solution oriented and she's figuring this out and that's incredible so it's like okay all right she's got this and I, I I honestly have faith that this is somehow going to all be all right she's gonna get this worked out it's gonna be awesome and uh we're gonna keep you know just figuring it out taking it one step at a time but for the rest of us it's like wow, okay, this is really eye-opening. You know, she's she's 38 years old. This could be any one of us. And um, what we put in our body every day and on our body, in and on our body every single day is either feeding or fighting disease. And I've, you know, been, I've I've known this for a long time, but we get caught up in life sometimes and we can slack off and end up, you know, well, for instance, this is, not an excuse, but it's a reason why it happened for me is we moved into an RV, um, teeny tiny kitchen, a lot less space for food, and it was a lot easier to end up eating out a lot more. And then especially when summer hit and it was too hot to cook in here, too hot to even almost be in here. Um, you know, you can really fall off the bandwagon, I guess, if you want to say that. Um, I feel like I've said that expression way too much lately. Uh, so for me, it was, I got, you know, off track quite a bit. And um, I don't know, there's been some other things recently that I'll get into in a little bit, but it, life happens to all of us. So any one of us at any moment, for whatever reason, could end up just not taking the best care of ourselves, no matter how much we know and believe, you know, in in, in whole foods and taking care of ourselves and what we eat and what we put on our bodies. Um, but when you're confronted with something like this, it's like, wow, 
this could be any of us, you know, like we need to take care of ourselves. And it's the start of a new year and we can all coulda, woulda, shoulda ourselves to death, but we should really be just focusing on what we can do now. Um, we're being hit at all angles, from all angles with toxins. So we really need to do what we can for ourselves because there's a lot we can't control. You know, like the conspiracy theory of chemtrails, right? We know that's not a conspiracy theory. They are literally spraying heavy metals and things into the atmosphere in attempts to control the weather. I mean, and I guess there's some that are done for anti-radar things. There's a lot going on. It's all been admitted. It was once a conspiracy theory. It's all been admitted. But I mean, these heavy metals have detrimental impact on our on our overall health and wellness, especially when we're simultaneously like eating herbs made in China that have been processed in China full of lead and uh, drinking out of aluminum cans and eating a lot of microplastics in our foods. I know that's not like a heavy metal, but it just came to me. There's a lot of things that are that we have a lot of aluminum in your deodorant, aluminum in baking powder. You don't have to cook with that baking powder, but if you eat anything made with baking powder from the store, it's got aluminum in it. This is known to cause Alzheimer's disease, right? They're spraying aluminum and borium in the air. So we need to be encouraging our body to detoxify and not adding to the overload of heavy metals already in our bodies. Um, electricity. I've got a book called uh, The Invisible Rainbow, and it's all about the... It, <laughs> wonder if it's in here. It, there's a lot. The bibliography at the end with all the sources and all the info is like, it's so thick. It's an eighth of the book. It's crazy. And it's a huge book. And it's basically talking about, you know, the rollout of every new electrical upgrade, even from before electricity existed, when people were just shocking each other for this rush and electricity. It talks about all this stuff. And then it goes into like the rollout of the first telephone poles and things like this and how it's in lockstep with these illnesses and diseases and you know um whether it's what people would have called like some the flu or uh degenerative diseases it's crazy and then our bodies kind of adapt to it a little bit um but we're still seeing degenerative diseases like crazy and now what we're going about to be hit with some 5g Okay, 4G is already detrimental. We're, we're seeing these impacts everywhere. Okay, so that's out there too. So then, you know, our our waters are polluted and even the water that most city water that people drink has fluoride in it. Uh, so if you're getting reverse osmosis filtered water, are you, the fluoride still in there, right? You're cooking with flor- fluoridated water even if you're not drinking it because none of us can, you know what I mean? Like, you can only do so much, okay? Maybe it's not um, feasible for you to make all your pasta noodles in gallons of spring water that you bought from the store. It's just, it's too hard. You don't have the storage for it. You can't afford it. Whatever the reason is, like, you know, there's certain things we can't control. Like, we we buy store-bought produce, most of us, in canned foods, and we're not... I don't know anyone who's feeding themselves from their garden 100% of the time. So that means that you're getting this industrial, agricultural, processed food that's 
It's grown in soils depleted of nutrients. Chemical fertilizers are used to try to replace some of the nutrients, and it's not the same at all. And then they're sprayed heavily with pesticides. And even if it's an organic area, you're probably getting pesticides uh, from neighboring, you know, farms. And even think about it. How many of your neighbors are spraying Roundup in their yard because they're too lazy to bend over and pick a weed? And because they think everything that they didn't plant is a weed and it's some sort of noxious thing that shouldn't be there. Even though many of those so-called weeds are actually highly nutrient-dense foods that if they would stop killing with poison and then poisoning the entire planet in turn, they could eat them and become healthier. It's crazy. So anyway, this is just more examples of how we can't avoid so much uh, bombardment with toxins, but there are things that we can do. And so those things that we can do, we need to be doing. Like we need to, if you are doing drugs, which I don't know anyone who would listen to this that would be doing drugs, but just in case, you know, like illegal drugs, um, like, you know, I'm not talking about marijuana. I don't smoke marijuana weed anymore. I used to, uh, but I don't now. But I mean, it's legal and it has actually a lot of health benefits, CBD, all of that. We know that. Um, so I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, disgusting drugs. Get off them cigarettes are you kidding me get off them if you are smoking you have to stop smoking you have to you cannot be a healthy person and be a smoker um limiting alcohol like cutting way back i mean i don't want to say you can never have another drink again a glass of wine here there whatever you know i've been a person who drinks alcohol i've been cutting way back um Toxic cooking oils, limit your sugar and red meats. And when I say limit sugar, for most of us, that's 90 to 95% of what you eat because we eat so much sugar now. You know what I was just thinking this morning? I'm going to this uh, shooting class tomorrow and it said bring snacks. And I'm thinking I'm going to need snacks because, um, well, uh, TMI. But anyway, I'm going to need some snacks and (laughs) I'll get low blood sugar otherwise. It's a feminine thing. Anyway, um, I was thinking, oh, I'll get a Lara bar. A Lara bar is great. It's not processed. It's like five whole ingredients, but the number one ingredient is dates. And dates are so full of sugar. And so, and then I started thinking, well, all protein bars are just sugar bars. Why is that? And, you know, it's just because I guess it's quick on the go if people want something that tastes like a candy bar. It just got me thinking about how much sugar we all eat, even if we're thinking, oh, it's healthy or even a protein shake. I mean, they don't have nearly as much sugar. I mean, I guess it, you have to be selective about your protein shakes, your protein powders. But um, but yeah, you know, like quick on the go snacks like that, you know, like bringing hard boiled eggs to a class kind of is going to stink up the joint, right? So I'm trying to think like what's a good substitute where I'm, when I need protein and energy. And um, I guess maybe for me, because I mean, not everyone can digest dairy, but maybe some uh, string cheese. I don't know. I've still got to figure out my snacks because like I said, this has been really eye-opening for me too in the fact that it's like, well, I've been pretty lax lately on my diet and I would like to kick it into high gear again. And when I say diet, I don't mean I'm on a diet doing keto, this, that. A diet is just what you're putting in your body on a daily basis. So 
I'm not saying like be on a diet. I'm saying, you know, look at what you're putting in your body. So when someone's diagnosed with cancer, um, there's a lot that if you're going to a naturopath or someone who's not an oncologist, I don't know if you've watched The Truth About Cancer. It's a series by Ty and Charlene Bollinger, part of the disinformation dozen, of course, because they've been speaking out against these vaccines. And this is a great um, series. I guess they have a few of them. And I purchased one of them, which was great. I knew someone was going to need it in the future, whether it was me, a friend, a family member. So I purchased it. But um, they even talk about how when you go into the oncologist's office, there's like a bowl of candy at the front, you know, because these people are so depleted because they're poisoning their bodies with chemotherapy that they're, they need something to like pick them back up before they walk out the door. Um, so they've just got bowls full of candy, which literally feeds, uh, cancer. And this is one of the things it's like, this is not new information or something that's not scientifically known. Like the way they do a PET scan is they give radiated sugar into your body because they know cancer takes up sugar at a rapid pace. It feeds on it and then it lights up and you see, uh, where the cancer would be in the body because you see where all the sugar's going. So this isn't like a new concept like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You can still eat sugar. No, cancer feeds on sugar. And um, so why at an oncologist's office do they have so much candy and sugar? I thought they're in the business of treating cancer, right? Curing. Curing cancer? No, not so much. Um, So when you go to, you know, a naturopath or someone who knows about diet and actually studies health, um, they would recommend things like getting your blood glucose and your stomach glucose levels way down to slow down cancer growth and, um, cutting out red meats or at least cutting way back. I mean, if you're on a protocol to eliminate cancer, you're going to have very strict, very regimented plans. There's no room for error. You need to be on point. So, you know, no red meats, but organic only as well. You know, we if we're not eating organic, glyphosate is a killer. I don't know how people still don't know that glyphosate kills and causes cancer like they are literally so brainwashed it's insane there's been lawsuits won there's it all the science is there to support it it's crazy but there are still people out there and i know many of them who are like spraying roundup and they're like nope there's nothing wrong with it and it's like okay it's killing things like you think that okay whatever anyway um cut out fast foods eat only organic eat only whole foods make your meals, eat a lot of raw vegetables, right? Raw foods, Uh, eat a more alkaline. I mean, these are just things for you to be considering. I'm not saying like this, this is a lot when you're hearing all of this, but, but this is to get your mind going. And what I do honestly, as like part of being a wellness coach is I work with people individually with where they're at, where they want to go and we figure out what they need to do to get there. And um, I kind of guide them through, but but everybody knows what they specifically kind of need. And when, when they don't know, I'm there to help. And it's great. It's awesome. People love it. I highly recommend finding a wellness coach if you are looking to make some serious life changes and you want them to stick and you want to actually make these changes because 
it's so empowering and amazing. And I know because I'm on, I'm on the wellness coaching end of it and I see it happen. But not only that, going through wellness coaching school, we worked with each other and we would get coached ourselves. And it's just, it's very eye-opening and empowering and awesome. And it really helps you take the steps you actually need to take to make the progress you're looking to make. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, rather than being overwhelmed with everything I'm throwing at you right now, take what you can, you know, maybe something stuck out to you, you smoke, and you're like, I need to stop smoking. Or maybe you know, you're eating too much sugar. I don't know what it is for you, but it's different for everyone. So and then if you're feeling really overwhelmed, and you're like, I really want to make some changes too, because this is, this is dead serious, like, cancer, like this is our one life. Everything we choose to do impacts our health and well-being. Like we have a lot more control over our health and wellness than we've been led to believe. And so many people are waking up to the insanity lately that, you know, people are like, oh, maybe there is something to natural medicine. You know, we've been told there's nothing to it. It's BS. That's why Western medicine has taken over. Meanwhile, we are the sickest country, first world, sickest first world country. And other countries look at us and think, like, what are they doing? Obesity is running rampant, degenerative diseases. Meanwhile, you know, I'm not saying China is a good country, but Chinese medicine, they still practice Chinese medicine. And it, it's been around for 5,000 years, and it's still curing people, you know? You're probably thinking, well, maybe not you because we all know that this whole COVID hoax is ridiculous. But someone out there would be like thinking, oh, well, how is Chinese medicine working if they all have COVID and look at their strict lockdowns? It's like, no, that's called communism. That's got nothing to do with Chinese medicine. Uh, But anyway, sorry, I digress. Another really awesome thing is to, and I've been promoting this for other reasons, Um, but grow your own food because vine ripened fruits and vegetables have cancer fighting chemicals. And they're also far more nutrient dense than the store-bought produce because it's picked too early. And much of it is like gassed, like the tomatoes that they pick green um, because they, they need, if they think about how far in advance they pick all of this produce before it actually gets to you. If it was already ripe when they picked it, it would be dead it would be gone. They would lose more than half of the uh, the shipment by the time it got to you. So they pick it early and then they gas things into ripeness or you just buy it and you wait for it to ripen itself. But that's not the same as vine ripened fruit. Okay. And if you're growing your own foods and you're composting, you know, you can, your food is far more nutrient dense for that. Okay. Not only... <laughs> Not only because it was allowed to ripen on the vine, but because you have put compost and nutrient-dense soil that's not chemical fertilizers uh, on your garden. And so, you know, like, for instance, okay, so in the world right now, there's all this fertilizer shortage going on, and it's a major crisis. Even if we don't advocate that kind of agricultural practice, it is a crisis because most of the world consumes this food, which means there is going to be starvation. Now we know, or some of us know that um, we can create our own fertilizer by making our own compost. And had all these farms been working together 
with like regenerative agricultural practices rather than these kinds that are detrimental to the planet and to our health, they would have had, they would have been, you know, exchanging like cow feces instead of letting the cow feces um, fill up. You've driven by the, the gross cow farms and you have to roll up your windows and even then it gets into the car and it is like putrid, right? Because there's thousands of cows in a small area and they're all just like peeing and pooping and it's just seeping into the ground right there. Well, let's pretend that people, you know, they spread out their animals. They didn't keep them all in a barn and then they someone would go behind, pick up the poop and then sell it, right, to neighboring farms as part of their compost. And then all of the, you know, tree leaves and the and the produce that rots, just like a regular compost, all the food they eat, all the stuff, they, they put that in their compost and they're creating, you know, the chicken farms, the chicken poop, chicken feathers are full of nitrogen. So you put that in your compost. Um, all of these things, like you can get everything you need from nature itself. N- nature is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Man interfered. We thought we know we've got a better way to make more money. It's really all about the money and the greed. It's not about health. It's not about feeding the world because we're not doing that. Food is going to waste all over the place. I mean, we know we're not feeding the world. Um, So I'm just saying that there's all of these practices can be changed and and we we should change starts with us right? We can grow our own food. We can have our own compost. We can encourage our neighbors to do the same. We can kind of create a little community, all kinds of things. Um, Community gardens, that would be great, right? Get people involved. Everyone pays like a little rent maybe. um, And then they come like very low rent. I don't know. I'm looking into doing a community garden. I have to figure out all the details of it. But if you're interested in learning more about it, community gardens and maybe having one yourself, the Ice Age Farmer did an interview podcast with um, Marjorie Wildcraft. So you can go listen to that. And she's talking about her getting a community garden started in Puerto Rico. So that was really like encouraging and eye-opening and something to consider if that's something you're interested in. Uh, Ice Age Farmer. I would always listen to his podcast anyway. Highly recommended. Okay, so, right, so instead of eating nutrient-dense foods, growing our own foods, you know, we've lived this lifestyle so far, and then we're, we're lacking all these nutrients, even vitamin D, even here in Arizona, uh, because we put sunscreen, you know, there's just, it, there's so much that plays into it, but everyone is supplementing with pills, you know, vitamins, and this is the most dangerous way to get nutrients into your body, because you are either not of uptaking any of these actual nutrients into your cells, which means you're not helping yourself at all and you're still deficient in so many areas because it's really hard. Like a lot of these supplements aren't bioavailable. Um, in nature, if you are to eat an entire plant, so there's studies done on specific vitamins, right? They study, oh, carrots got vitamin A. What is vitamin A good for? But a carrot has so much more than just vitamin A in it. And when you eat the entire plant, there is parts in the carrot that help your body take that vitamin A into its cells, right? Other uh, components of the vegetable itself. So when you're breaking down supplements and you're taking a vitamin A supplement, that doesn't mean you're getting any of it. A magnesium supplement, that doesn't mean you're getting any of it. But on the uh, 
reverse side of that, you can be getting too much in supplements as well, which <clears throat> is like an equal but opposite effect. So the best way to get all of the nutrients that we need is in our diet through what we eat and what we drink, like teas and um, just, you know, dandelion greens, adding those into your salads, making sure you're drinking a lot of teas. There's there's so many. And you have to go to herb shops to get a lot of this. Although Sprouts has some stuff, like they've got dandelion root and burdock root and elderberries and things like that that you can get and you can kind of simmer and make teas and drinks or you can add into um, stews and bone just to get like at and soups and stuff like that just to get added nutrients um but yeah these are things we need to be aware of and consciously doing because we are lacking so much nutrients and all of these nutrients are what keep our immune system strong and keeping our immune system functioning optimally is how we keep disease like cancer, Alzheimer's, all of these things, COVID, whatever, viruses, flu, cold at bay. This is how we stay healthy and strong. When our immune systems are lacking in certain areas, that's when, you know, we can get cancer and all these different horrible things that none of us want. So, uh, on a side note, I'm looking at some things, some herbs for my friend, and I'm doing some research on very specific herbs for her very specific form of cancer. And I see Sloan Kettering's got a lot to say about herbs. So I'm looking at the Sloan Kettering website, and on the very first page, it has a notice to everyone that in order to be treated by and at Sloan Kettering, you must be vaccinated for COVID-19. So COVID-19 is, or those vaccines are causing cancer. So whatever Sloan Kettering has to say about cancer, I'm not listening. You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing that I'm talking, this is, I mean, this is the world we live in, you guys. My mind is just blown on a daily basis. Honestly, you would think by now that we would be so used to the insanity, we would just be numb to it. But I, no, my mind is blown every day by the insanity. I just can't, I can't get used to it. And nor should I. I do not want to, you know, it's like when you, when you watch a bunch of movies with violence in it and you're just numb to it. You can just see some gnarly thing go down and you don't feel anything. That is not, we are not supposed to be numb to this stuff. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be affected by violence and devastation and insanity. Like, what is the world we live in? It's insane. Anyway. Okay, so uh, the next thing I want to talk about is getting sin out of your life. If you're dealing with sin, maybe one specific sin. I'm a Christian, And I've dealt in the past with, you know, I knew I was doing something wrong and I wasn't repenting from it. I wasn't turning from it. And it separated me from my relationship with God. Um, Because I knew I was in the wrong and I wasn't doing anything to fix it. And I didn't want to fix it. And so I, I knew I felt I wasn't worthy. You know, I wasn't worthy to come to God for anything. I shouldn't come to him for anything if I'm going to be living my life like this. I mean, he says, turn to me, repent from your sins, which means you turn away from your sins. You stop doing them, 
right? You're actively working to stop doing them. You're not just saying, well, I want to keep doing it, so I'm going to keep doing it, which is what many of us do all the time. I don't know, you know, what your thing might be, or maybe you don't have one right now, which is great. But I just want to say, if you've got something going on in your life that is a sin, that's pulling you away from God, you need to stop and turn back. Because you know what? You already know it doesn't feel good. You know you want to be aligned and right with God and, you know, just doing what you should be doing, doing what's good. There's so much going on. Like, can we really afford to be compromising our wisdom and our relationship with God and uh, hearing him speak to us and, and advise us about so many things right now? We really can't. And so in addition to getting taking your health into your own hands, getting right with God and getting the sin out of your life that's blocking your relationship is so key and crucial. And I'm, I'm just, I mean, this could be any number of things. I just really felt this on my heart to put out there, um, right now (sighs) because this is a new year. This is a crazy time to be alive, but we don't have to be prisoners. We don't have to be enslaved by all these weird things going on by the government, by other people's perspectives, by poor health conditions. Like we can be free, happy, and healthy in 2022, but we actually have to take some steps to do it. And so I think, you know, getting right with God and taking care of your health, losing the extra weight, working out, you know, I, I was working out, going on walks all the time. Like I'm a healthy person. But it wasn't, but I was sitting behind a computer a lot until I got this, I felt like I needed to be moving more. I needed to get out. I needed to be outdoors. So I got this job and I am, you know, I move so much. I'm always going, going, going at that job. And it's just, it feels great because it's funny because I would go for walks. I'd walk, you know, I don't know, three, four miles a day. And then I'd come sit at a computer for the day And, um, but I'd be, I'm very active. I'm very productive. So, you know, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, well, I'm doing a lot. I'm healthy, whatever, whatever. But when I first started working at the nursery, you know, it's a a garden center. So I'm walking around all day. I'm getting like seven miles a day in, and I'm just constantly on my feet for eight hours. And it was exhausting at first. I would be exhausted when I got home. Now it doesn't even phase me. I, I mean, yeah, I'm probably tired because I get up at 4 30 in the morning, like a nut job. I can't help it. It just happens, which sucks because the sun doesn't come up until like seven 30. So I've got three hours in the dark. I hate being, I hate night. Well, and then the sun goes down so early now that it just makes me feel like I'm tired, which is probably why I wake up so early because I go to bed earlier. But, um, but it's like, I, I'm not exhausted anymore, right? I'm in such better shape. I'm so much more equipped to handle things coming my way because of constantly moving and being fit from it. And, but I am still working out. Like another thing I was, I was like, I need to work on my strength training again. Um, So I've been working out and working on building up my muscles again and my core strength and my arm strength and my legs and just getting really tight and toned, which I kind of slacked off on the last year. So, um, you know, I'm just human, just like you. We all struggle with the same things. We all do. And we need to be there for each other and encourage each other 
and know that like we can take control of our health and wellness and we should. Especially if any of us believe that there's something crazy coming down the pipeline in the future, which I don't see how you cannot see that. Um, we might need to be prepared. To, we might need to be physically fit and active for what we're going to have to carry out and do. Like, for instance, what if the internet completely went away? What if you were left to your own devices and you had to feed yourself, care for your animals, cook all the time? You were like, how am I going to get food? You had to go hunting. I don't know. I'm just saying there's crazy scenarios that can play out. Many of us believe any different level of things could be coming to our very near future from just food shortages to like complete, I don't know, Mad Max dystopian future. There's a whole spectrum and uh, you can put yourself on any part of the spectrum, wherever you are, you're probably going to need some level of physical fitness and some endurance and to lose some weight, to get healthier, to uh, get rid of addictions. Because like, let's just say there was some sort of collapse and you're addicted to cigarettes and you can't get any, like you're going to go through a lot of things that are going to set you back until you finally kick that addiction because it's all out of your system once and for all, right? I'm talking like feeling sick, having headaches, rage, like all of the things that people go through when they can't smoke, like the irritability from the the constant need. I mean, I've never been a smoker, but um, I know a lot of people who are, and it's not an easy habit to kick. So I would start kicking that ASAP. Um, what else? What else? What else did I have, you guys? Oh, side note, I got stung by a bee the other day. Like the bee was in the wrong place. I had my arm up. I put my arm down and he got stuck in my underarm, like under my bicep area, that very delicate skin area under there. And I was like, ow. And I put some uh, like diphenhydramine uh, Benadryl, I guess, some, some liquid or not liquid, but topical Benadryl on it. Because it hurt, you know, and I'm at work. And it went away. You know, I didn't feel anything. I was like, wow, that's that's a bee sting, huh? Okay, not bad. The next day, it's like really red and hard. Like the skin, the flesh was hard and thick under there and swollen and itchy. And I was like, whoa, all right. The next day, it's even worse huge swollen all the way down to my elbow super red and I'm like oh my gosh of course you know I start googling stuff like I've gone 40 years of my life without getting stung by a bee (laughs) so of course I'm looking things up I shouldn't say googling I hate google Uh, but I'm looking things up and I'm seeing like some people have you know mild reactions and then mine would have been the more moderate reaction and then there's you know anaphylaxis and things like that And so it was saying that people that had a moderate reaction like me could in the future have a more serious reaction. Of course, you know, I'm always been a hypochondriac. So I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to be like that kid on my girl and freaking die if I get stung by a bee again. And um, so it got me thinking about well, when it says, you know, bees leave a little pheromone in you. So other bees will sting you after one has stung you. And so I'm out I'm outside enjoying a sunny day and some bee is buzzing me like a few days later. Oh, and not to mention that like this bee sting is in this area that's constantly brushing up against my body, right? It was it was honestly like a Chinese water torture. It itched so bad. It was so swollen. It looked like a nightmare. People are, 
I'd send pictures to friends like uh, day three of bee sting and they're like, um, I don't think that's right. I'm like, I don't either. I don't, I mean, what? But it was like the swelling was going down. It wasn't as hot. Like it was radiating heat the second day. So hot. So I knew it was like not going to kill me. It wasn't infected. You know what I mean? It was just irritated from the bee sting. And then I started putting, I did, um, well, I did a poultice of comfrey and baking soda because apparently bee stings are acidic in nature. So it was something more basic to add on to it. It itched really bad while it was on, but when I took it off, it felt a lot better for like a considerable period of time. Well, a poultice isn't, you know, a one and done. Nothing is. Even if you're taking like a pharmaceutical for something, it's not a one and done. But I didn't end up doing another one of them. I had some apis, a homeopathic uh, remedy. I took some of that. um, And then I also started putting my salve on it, which is, it's uh, calendula and oil, beeswax. And um, I think I had some plantain in it this time. So it's very like wound healing, antiseptic. Uh, and that I feel like my, you know, it's hard to know, honestly, if I'm being honest, if it was just time or if it was the salve or, you know, w- because it was getting better over time. It's, I honestly still have like a rash on my arm and it's been over seven days. I think it's been eight days, nine days now. It's mild though, but it's like darker and there's some like bumps and it still itches a little bit. I like, I cannot believe it. How much longer is this going to be a thing for me? I don't know. It's driving me nuts, but, uh, it's, it's nowhere near as bad. It just, it barely ever even itches or anything. So it's, it's whatever, but, um, pretty crazy. So I started thinking about what I'm going to need for my preparedness, right? For bee stings. Cause apparently like this was not. It was very, very, it was literally like a Chinese water torture, drip, 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 drip forever on my head. Like it was bad. And everyone's like, oh, if I have to hear about your bee sting, I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you have no idea. Uh, But anyway, it was, it was weird. I guess most people don't have such a crazy reaction. And I'm like, is it because of where it was? But I don't think so. I must have some mild allergy to it. And then one of the things I was reading was like, certain people can get bee venom sickness like two to three days in. I was like, okay, turn off the phone because, and don't, for the love of God, read the symptoms, you know, because then all of a sudden I'm like, uh uh-oh, do I feel, you know, whatever the symptoms may be. So anyway, that was an interesting experience, just throwing that out there. So all of these things really do fall under like bettering yourself for 2022 preparedness and freedom, right? Because if you aren't dependent on the Western medical industrial complex for anything and you know how to take care of yourself and you're in really good health and shape and your immune system is robust, you are free. Because how free can you really be if you're sick and you're, you know dealing with all kinds of health issues, right? You need to get out from under those. And the best time to start is before before the worst happens to you. But but even if you are hit with the worst, like there are things that can help, that can save your life, that can change 
so much for you. And you just need to be regimented about these things like forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like sugar dessert, if you're not um, trying to beat cancer or something at the moment, yeah, those things can happen every once in a while. You know what I mean? Those are like a special treat. Like, I don't know. Luckily, I don't have a sweet tooth, so I don't really have to deal with that so much. But I know people do. But the thing is, the more sugar you eat, the, the so when you start detoxing from sugar um, and you and you eat less of it, certain things taste a lot sweeter to you than they used to. So when my mom had cancer, she cut out sugar and smoking and alcohol and went, you know, vegan and did all this stuff because she did not go the traditional route. And, but, but when she'd eat something sweet again, she was like, oh my gosh, that's so sugary. And I know because I can eat something, um, sugary that Blake, my husband eats a lot of sugar. He, um, doesn't seem to think it's as sweet. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going to give me a stomachache. It's so sweet. You know, it's like building up a, and, um, what's the word? Why can't I think of words when I'm recording? Anyway, building up a, whatever the word is, to it. A tolerance. <laughs> there you go. To it. It's like salt, too. If you start cutting salt out of your life or cutting way back on salt, things are very salty to you that used to be. So anyway, once you start cutting back on things, it's it gets easier and easier. It really does. You don't crave it as much. A little goes a long way and so on. So be encouraged. Um, if anyone out there wants to do a coach session with me, I am taking a couple new clients and we do it um, via like FaceTime or Zoom so you can be anywhere. Um, I've had so much, my clients I should say, have had a lot of success changing their lives and getting things on track. And like I said, everyone's working on something different. And what does end up happening is most people come to me because they want to lose weight and get healthy, you know, change something about their diet. But along the way, we realize that there are so many things that are contributing to their general unhappiness or their inability to like do certain tasks or or they even realize is a more important stressor in their life. And um, so we focus on more than just inevitably every single time focus on more than just what you're eating and how much you're exercising because that's that's what holistic wellness is it takes a look at the whole person and the entire situation that a person's dealing with and it takes all of that into consideration it isn't ever just about what you're eating drinking or or um how often you're exercising that's just a part of it so that's what's so fun about it. It's it's not six. Uh, that is how my coaching works. It's you sign up for six weeks, and if anyone's interested, please message me at holistichome at protonmail.com, p r o t o n mail protonmail.com holistichome at protonmail.com, and we can set up a free discovery session. So we'll just kind of talk about where you are, where you want to go with things, and. Um, see if we're a good fit because two people aren't always a good fit, you know, and we don't, I'm not trying to, if I don't think I can help you or that we mesh well, you know, or if you don't, like we shouldn't work together. And so I offer that for free and it's about 30 minutes long and it's often a very eye-opening uh, process for 
the potential client. So that, uh, with that said, I guess I'm going to go. Probably been long enough. Most people don't have 43 minutes and 41 seconds to uh, sit and just listen to a podcast. So yeah, if anyone's interested, they want to make some really awesome changes. It's a six-week program. We meet once a week for 45 minutes um, via Zoom or FaceTime. And you can message me at Holistic Home and nope, sorry, Holistic Home at ProtonMail.com. And I really hope that this inspired you all and got you thinking and have an incredible weekend. Bye.